good scent gives birth to love and life. We foster passion to grow geniuses which lift humanity. And tailor technology to preserve liberty in balance with nature. Welcome, Welcome to Radical. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents, boys and girls. I am your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for being here with me. Uh, today's show is the death of fear. Been doing a lot of uh, a lot of looking into solutions, and, and that's I think that's probably one of the the biggest things that I try to do here on Radical is not only show you guys what uh, the problems are, but then provide you with very simple, easy. Uh, to understand solutions that you can carry out in your own life um, and in your own community, your own family, to uh, to affect real change, to give you guys a um, a blueprint, if you will, of what's worked for me, what's worked for my family, what's worked for you know the the, the community that I live in, the community that we're growing, and I uh, I am tickled to death with some of the the feedback lately you guys i mean golly thank you thank you thank you thank you a million times um we've obviously turned a page uh on this show we are doing something big we are growing a another community we are bringing communities together i will tell you right now um to bring libertarians to bring bitcoiners to bring some republicans and some democrats and a lot of independents and then to bring people in the psychedelic research groups uh together the 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 the, cons- the the concentric circles, the confluence, the amount that they have in common and complement each other is not by accident, um, by any stretch of the imagination. There is so much that this these communities, these people, are doing, and to bring them together to uh, in to exact liberty and how we get there. Uh, to to live free as human beings, as a human species, to be better, to be in balance, to be more techn- technologically sound, uh, to be of higher technique. Man, it is just ah, uh, it it's right here. It's right, it, it's like Christmas Eve, but maybe going to bed where you don't even know what's about to happen. As we go into this season of uh, of the holidays. I think that's probably the easiest way to relate this. But um, let me cover the admin first stuff. Thank you guys for being here. If you want to go out and help me out, you can support the show at patreon.com slash radicalpod. You can become a patron. Uh, It helps me. This is going to be uh, 100% of the time. We are going to be doing this three, four, five times a week, maybe more. We're going to do special guests. We've got the new uh, Brave mission uh, that we've got barely up and running, just just a little bit and we're going to take it as it comes we're not going to rush it we're not going to push it too fast we're going to do um this as a uh loving and in you know careful community that's going to get this right and is going to show you how 
you guys can start to understand this kind of stuff, start to look at it. Uh, we're going to help people with post-traumatic stress. We're going to have people out there that uh, will help do this through uh, funding the experience and taking the experience themselves so that they understand it better. Then um, you can also help at uh, Cash App. You can go to Shane Hazel on Cash App and you can, you know, if you don't want to be a patron every month, then you can go there and, and leave just a little bit. It all helps. Thank you guys very much. Uh, other than that, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. You don't get paid to be there, right? Uh, Fountain FM is an app where you get paid in Satoshis, the smaller part of Bitcoin. Um, you get paid in Satoshis to listen. So if you are listening to the show and you don't have Fountain FM, you can go there and you get paid in Satoshis. I get paid in Satoshis. You can make clips. You can subscribe. You get paid in more Satoshis. And I get paid in more Satoshis. It's this uh, you know, much better incentivized type of system rather than just being uh, part of Apple or Spotify or YouTube or any of these other places where they you know, obviously, uh, quote unquote, give it to you for free. And if they're giving it to you for free, then you are the product. So think about changing over to Fountain FM. I get paid nothing in terms of like uh, sponsorship yet. Yet. However, I will tell you because I find great value in this, uh, in this incentive, in this, uh, in this, uh, I don't give and take on Fountain FM. It's, uh, it's one of those things that I've naturally gravitated to. Uh, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, the fold card, and I'm not sponsored by them either. If you want to get Sats back on your purchases and all that kind of stuff, man, I'd check them out. Uh, you get Sats back on every purchase, and you can earn more Sats just by uh, spinning their wheel. It's uh, it's I don't know. The world's changing fast. I'm trying to keep up with it, uh, especially in this Bitcoin space, which is a very very smart space. But um, let's let's get on with the show. Uh, the first. The first part of this, uh, the the death of fear uh, that I wanted to cover today was just a couple quotes that I had found. And this one uh, is by Robert Wilson, and he simply states, very, very uh, wisely, I might add, the fear of death is the beginning of slavery. Where are we going with this show? The fear of death is the beginning of slavery. It is. Absolutely. Probably first and foremost, because you yourself, if you fear death, you will absolutely uh, be less inclined to go out and live your life. You will try to insulate yourself to preserve life as much as possible and totally miss out on the human experience. I'm not saying that there isn't things that naturally we should avoid, right? Like there are naturally things that can end your life very, very fast, like a fall from a cliff, a uh, you know, a poisonous snake, whatever it is, right? Like the world out there, especially the natural world, is trying to, to kill you. This planet is trying to kill you. A lot of the people in uh, government don't care if you die. And I don't want to say they're trying to kill you necessarily, but they just don't care. And when they have tons of money um, and it's it's all perverted and everything else, it actually incentivizes death and destruction and force and coercion and all that kind of stuff. So um, I wanted to lead off with that quote because I think to understand where we're going and what's happening in the show, the fear of death is the beginning of slavery. So as I start to look around the world today, 
you know, I'll, I'll look at the different websites uh, from quote unquote mainstream media, the propagandas out there. Um, World War Three delayed, stray missile from Ukraine hits Poland, NATO rattled. Um, they're talking about uh, the, I don't know, the, the, the cracks in the treasury. You know, obviously I talk about that here a lot, but it's, it's always fear, 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 right? For years, my entire life, it's been fear. When I first started to see this, I wasn't, I wasn't really understanding of what it was. I will tell you, looking back at my life and seeing what the quote-unquote media told us to be afraid of, extreme terrorists overseas, right? The, the, the Al-Qaeda and the Taliban and all these people, they really weren't doing anything to us that was worse than our own government, our own quote-unquote banks, the corporations which were absolutely not only um, more, more tyrannical, but were actually doing more damage to our society than Al-Qaeda and um, the Taliban. Like all of these, you know, the, the radical uh, the radical Islam at that point in time, they were telling you, you have to be absolutely afraid of this kind of stuff. You have to be afraid of the Democrats handling this. You have to be afraid of the Republicans handling this. You have to be afraid of everything. You have to be afraid of the stock market crash in 2007, 2008. You have to be afraid of losing your home, of losing your job. You have to be afraid of Trump. You have to be afraid of Barack Obama. You have to be afraid of Joe Biden. You have to be afraid of COVID. You have to be afraid of not wearing masks. You have to be afraid of not having an injection, an untest, untested vaccine. You need to be afraid of not having the boosters. You need to be afraid of long COVID. You need to be afraid of monkeypox. You need to be afraid of food shortages, the supply chain breakdowns. You need to be afraid of inflation. You need to be afraid of climate change, of the world ending in a certain number of years told by Al Gore or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You need to be afraid of fucking everything, basically, per the media. Why? Why do you have to be afraid of everything? If you're afraid of everything, as in the first quote, the fear of death, is the beginning of slavery. People who are afraid are very, very easy to manipulate. Very easy to manipulate. So if they can manipulate you into fear, then they can enslave you. So where are we going to go with this conversation today? Yes, Jay, we all know about fear porn. We all know that they're, they've been trying to induce mass psychosis for a very, very long time. Well, how do we combat this? How do we take this on and win? Well, it's not by paying attention to the quote-unquote propaganda, the, the Trump fake news, the fact that he's coming out and running for, I don't know, making his announcement for president again, which I think probably fell straight on its face. I don't know that anybody wants Donald Trump to be, well, there are some people that would like Donald Trump to be president again because, I don't know, Republicans and freedom and the Constitution all of which was bullshit for a guy that was a New York Democrat that was terrible on uh, 
you know, taking the guns first and doing due process later. So due process, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, uh, the Sixth Amendment, Seventh Amendment. And I would say if you're taking people's stuff and then subjecting them to the government and the process of getting their stuff back before they've been actually charged with a crime, I'd say that's actually a violation of the Eighth Amendment, which is cruel and unusual punishment as well. All of these things, um, being anti-gun, being pro-police state, being pro-U.S. dollar, Federal Reserve, being pro, um, uh, I've already, red flag laws, anti-bump stock, the the, 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 the pro-Patriot uh, Act, pro-NDAA, pro-absolutely everything in terms of invading your privacy. That's Donald Trump. I don't think most people in this country are excited about this guy running for president again. It might make for fun Twitter. I don't know if he's back on Twitter yet or not. But if he's a presidential candidate and Elon is now the chief twit, then uh, you've got the possible possibility of pretty interesting next couple years. I don't know that we make it to a federal election with the uh, crashing Federal Reserve. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I've been saying this for a long time. At some point, these guys are done. But in terms of the fear that's going to come along with the obviously, what are we, a week out now? It's Wednesday. It's hump day of the week after the midterm elections of 2022. And they're already talking about their guy, Donald Trump, running for president. We've we've already entered the next election cycle, for God's sakes. It's gross. With that being said, fear is going to play a major part in all of this. All of the media telling you to fear Trump, all the media to fear Joe Biden, oh, I mean, Hillary Clinton, the rest of these people. Fear, 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 fear. I wonder why on earth a organization, whether it's the banks, whether it's the church, whether it's the state, whether it's corporations, whether it's bureaucracies, would ever do anything to stop you from taking a possible substance that would help you kill the fear of death. Aha, here we are. We have arrived finally at some, um, some understanding of where we're going. Yes, most of these organizations carry water for the, you know, for each other, for this, what I call murder cult out there. These people that are notoriously known as being murderers and liars and thieves and just the most repugnant people on earth. Most of these people carry water for the anti-psychedelic crowd out there. The prisons, the thin blue lines, the, the executives, the 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 judicials the uh the the congressional the bureaucratics you know like all of these different people the corporations that that you know the prison industrial complex the alcohol complex the um the police complex all of these organizations that work against psychedelics especially here in Georgia why would they do such a thing would it maybe possibly have something to do with fear my entire life to this day I still have adults that grew up 
in the 50s and 60s and 70s that were flower children. They were hippies. They were taking all sorts of psychedelics. They were taking LSD. They were taking psilocybin, which is basically natural LSD, right? They were taking cannabis. They were taking DMT. They were taking ayahuasca. They were taking um, all, all of these psychedelics. And they knew for a fact at the time that the experiences they were having on them were pretty profound until good old Richard Nixon launched the war on drugs, mostly psychedelics. Why would a guy do something like that? I mean, Harry Anslinger back in the 30s, I know, the war on cannabis started way before all of this. But the the militarization of cops, the prison industrial complex, the going after psychedelics with paid for research by the state to make sure that they were in line with the agenda of the government to start putting out all sorts of false information, lies about what psychedelics were to conduct studies that were cherry picked. I mean, handpicked, cherry picked, you name it to reinforce their idea that psychedelics were bad for you. I'm not saying they're for everybody, but why would they do something like this? Why would they go after something that could have an enormous benefit? I will tell you, Right now, first and foremost, I believe it destroys fear. I believe that psychedelics absolutely destroy the fear in in you. And that's where it exists. Your OODA loop, your mind space, that, that space between your ears is yours and yours alone. And if you are a master of it, if you can control it, if you can manipulate this part of your mind, the prefrontal cortex, you are a master of death. You are a master of fear. You are a master of what you think and how you react and how people around you during these moments will see you. The amount of power that a person has that understands their own mind that has battled with their own mind, their own thoughts, their own mortality, their their own um, their own battles, their own post traumatic stress. And let's face it, everybody's got stress. Everybody has stress. And what happens when they bring on more stress than you actually need? The fear. If you aren't somebody like most people who's mastered their own mind, then you are susceptible to their fear. Now they are creating a scenario in your OODA loop. They have now mastered your mind and now you are out of control. This is exactly where they want you. This is exactly where the quote unquote church wants you. The Catholics, like the Catholics were some of the first people on this planet to outlaw psychedelics. They did it with ayahuasca with the Indians uh, through the Spanish uh, conquest. And all of, they, they renamed um, uh, peyote into, I think it was like Saint whatever it is, um, and told, you know, hey, you guys should not be partaking in this stuff. You guys should absolutely uh, criminalize these kind of things. The, uh, the Inquisition, 
when they killed St. Bruno, when they killed the quote-unquote witches and all these things that were preparing psychedelics back in the 14, 15, 1600s. The church was some of the first people to go after this. The governments fell in line. The bankers issued currency for them to go out of their way to do these kind of things, right? The, the, the negative incentive cycle that's produced by a fiat system. If they can create fear in entire populations and they control the money supply and they control the news and the banks and everything else, they can enslave you. Fear is the first step into controlling populations, period. It's the first step into enslavement. Now, to prove this, I went over to sciencedaily.com. I know, science, right? Trust the science. Well, here's some science for those people. Uh, This is from Science News. This is uh, posted on August 24th. 2022, so not very long ago, psychedelics may lessen fear of death and dying, similar to feelings reported by those who've had near-death experiences. So we're going to get into this. The source is John Hopkins Medicine. Um, John Hopkins is not necessarily the most conservative uh, nor Republican think tank out there, right? Like these guys, I think, uh, I think Johns Hopkins is up in the, the Northeast. I think it's Massachusetts, if I'm not wrong. And the people in Massachusetts, especially in medicine in Massachusetts, I think a lot of them tend to be fairly uh, progressive, fairly uh, in line with progressive ideas, whether it's, you know, the COVID regime, whatever it was. But they also did a, 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 some pretty significant work in terms of the studies in psychedelics. So the summary uh, of this article, uh, in a survey of more than 3,000 adults, researchers compared psychedelic experiences with near-death experiences that were not drug-related and found notable similarities in people's attitudes towards death. So we're going to get into this a little bit, and I want you guys to kind of see some of where we're going and why we're going there. In a survey study of more than 3,000 adults, John Hopkins researchers compared psychedelic experiences with near-death experiences that were not drug-related and found notable similarities in people's attitudes towards death. Survey participants in both groups reported having less fear of death and dying of the experience. They also reported that the experience had a lasting positive effect, providing personal meaning, spiritual significance, and psychological insight. The study was published on August 24th of 2022 in the journal of PLOS 1 plus 1. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. The results are consistent with several recent clinical trials showing that a single treatment with the psychedelic psilocybin produced sustained decreases in anxiety and depression among patients with a life-threatening cancer diagnosis. Let's stop right there. Life-changing. Like, this is going to end your life. You have cancer. You have stage 4 cancer. We're going to give you some psilocybin, and let's see what you report. What do they report? They provided... Uh, personal meaning to them. They had spiritual significance. 
and they had some psychological insight to what was going on with them. All from psilocybin. When you decrease anxiety and depression of people, whether it's life-threatening cancer or fear from anxiety, right? Fear in this world that they want to create for you, this fear world. If you can stop anxiety and you can stop depression with one treatment of psilocybin, how easy do you think it is for a society to get out of control of the enslavers, the bureaucrats, the government, the bankers, and the corporations very quickly. The cat's out of the bag, people. The cat is absolutely out of the bag now. There are places in America, townships, entire states, where now psilocybin is not only legal, but it is legal for medicine and recreation. This is a big, big deal. When you start to have people that wake up, that start to share, that start to uh, introduce others that are prime for this experience, what you're doing is setting up more and more and more evangelists for just such a thing. I'm going to go back to this article. The largest of these trials at Johns Hopkins um, that a study was randomized trial of 51 patients with cancer who had clinically significant anxiety or depressive symptoms demonstrated that receiving a controlled high dose of psilocybin given with supportive psychological therapy resulted in significant increases in ratings of death acceptance as well as decreases in anxiety about death. Can you imagine if you would have had a majority of this country during COVID that had no anxiety about death? You can report that everybody's going to die. There are going to be hundreds of millions of people that die from COVID. And guess what? Most people are like, yeah, we're all going to die at some point anyway. And if it's the people that are over the life expectancy of America that are most at risk anyway, who gives a shit, right? I know that was me. I know that was a lot of this audience. And I know that some of you may have been like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I was actually pretty scared of COVID. Okay. But here's the thing is, if you had this one-time experience with psilocybin, your acceptance of death, your acceptance of uh, the, 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 your own mortality as natural, as in part of something much more um, grand than just walking around on this meat sack on this space rock through, you know, it's flying through space um, for, I don't know, 70, 80, 90, 100 years if you're absolutely really lucky. That, that anxiety about death decreases. It, it bleeds away. It's, it's, not, it's not a thing anymore. So can you control society through fear of disease if they are accepting of death? of accepting of their mortality, <laughs> it's pretty damn difficult, I would say. Um, so damn difficult that this is why they, they outlaw things like this. This is why they th make things like psilocybin and cannabis Schedule One drugs with no known um, medical application, which we're seeing here, and at the same time, 
owning quote unquote the um uh, the patent on some psilocybin and some cannabis and things like that like really uh catch 22 there guys you can't do both back to the article for the present study, the researchers analyzed data gathered from 3,192 people who answered an online survey between December 2015 and April of 2018. Participants were divided into groups. 933 individuals had non-drug-related near-death experiences, and the rest of the participants had psychedelic experiences, which were promoted, I'm sorry, which were prompted by either the uh, by LSD, by psilocybin, uh, by uh, DMT or by well, that was it going through all of their uh, their scientific names here and shortening them up to what you guys know uh, participants were predominantly white and mostly from the United States compared with the non-drug group there were more men in the psychedelic group 78 percent versus 32 percent and they trended they tended to be younger 32 versus 55 years in age at the same time of experience. Similarities between the groups include about 90% of the participants in both groups reported a decrease in fear of death when considering changes in their views from before to after the experience. 90% changed their view. That is not... A statistical anomaly. That is not a one-off. That is not an outlier. That is the absolute overwhelming majority of people who were surveyed. 90% changed their view. A decrease in fear of death. If if we could, let's just say, we got 100% of Americans. We got 100% of America, 3 million or 300 million plus people. And 90% of those people, we're talking about 270 million plus people. Holy cow. You had 270 million people that were no longer afraid or fearful of death in this country. Oh my God. We have, I think, somewhere around 70 to 85 million people vote Democrat and Republican. So let's just now let's just say say 150 million people. Do you know who's afraid? Democrats and Republicans. Democrats and Republicans vote for the lesser evil almost every damn time they do anything in terms of, you know, quote unquote perpetuating democracy. They vote out of fear. If you had 270 million people that had taken some psilocybin and 90% of those people changed their view to where they didn't fear death anymore. Do you understand the exodus the, from this, this system, from this fear-based system to be able to be controlled, be enslaved to the bankers and the government and the corporations? Oh, it's gigantic. Most participants in both groups Non-drug group, 85% psychedelics group, and 75%, respectively, rated the experience to be among the top five most personally meaningful and spiritually significant of their life. 85 and 75% of this group said this was in the top five 
of their total life experiences. You're not just going to go out and take a mushroom and then forget about it. You're not going to take, you know, two and a half, three grams of mushrooms and forget about it. This is going to be one of the most profound moments in your life. And then maybe subsequently even after that, but that first one, when we talk about like things like, you know, the, the zero to one type of understanding with Bitcoin, right? It's zero to one technology, zero to one technology in terms of there was nothing there before. And now there is something, the internet, the, um, the wheel, I don't know. Um, let's just vaccines. You know, I hate to use vaccines, but like when they developed, uh, I think it was what penicillin for smallpox or whatever. We're talking about zero to one technology, no fire, fire, psychedelics, cannabis, psilocybin, zero to one tech, natural on top of it, non-addictive. It does not do anything to eat your brain as the, I don't know, 1970s Richard Nixon bullshit uh, studies purported, which has all been proven false now. It's a great book out there, I've, it, and it talks about it in, um, I, I believe it's the uh, Fiat Standard by Safladin Amos. All of this stuff, it's all absolutely been pushed down onto its face and proven false. The most meaningful and spiritually significant part of their life, top five, being married, having kids, discovering what psilocybin is, guys. Top five, probably top three. Participants in groups that reported moderate to strong persisting positive changes in personal well-being and life purpose and meaning. So not only are they doing this and not being fearful of death, but they're talking about this is a change, a positive change in your personal well-being, purpose, finding purpose in your life and meaning. I, I, in 2022, there are so many people that are just moving around this world that have no purpose, that have no meaning, that are absolutely lost and scared. Hello, psilocybin. Hello, this amazing little mushroom. Hello, this little psychedelic that absolutely stops you from being fearful. It is spiritually meaningful, personally, on the deepest levels of your life, out of all the years that you will live on this earth, top five experience. You think that there's maybe a reason why these are all schedule one drugs. Do you think there's a reason why they didn't want native Americans doing these things? Indians here in America. Do you think there's a reason why the church killed people over this act? Do you think there's a reason why they, they, they have tried to whitewash history where they have corrupted study after study after study where they have, you know, led the war on drugs. They're all in on it. The banks, the government, the bureaucrats, and the corporations. Not, I mean, obviously, not all the corporations. But some of the really big ones, pharmaceuticals, the biggest lobbyist 
of the biggest lobbyers, I should say, of the entire U.S. government. You think they're in on it? They're in on it. Differences between the groups. Yeah, we don't need to cover the differences. We're all different, ladies and gents. We're obviously all different. And we're all going through this. What I'm telling you right now is this study, I mean, overwhelming positive and not just like kind of positive, like life altering, positive, purposeful, spiritual, meaningful change. Those are people that can't be ruled, that can't be enslaved, that will not put up with bullshit. They will absolutely reject things like, I don't know, taxes, force and coercion, that will absolutely start to understand communications protocol from the ground up. Welcome to the show and welcome to the understanding of the confluence, the the this direct type of laser beam that you are beginning to see. This is the power of what we're going to be doing here at Radical is changing large, large swaths of the discussion around how do we make people less fearful of government, less fearful of each other, more meaningful, purposeful, driven, passionate people. Because those people can't be ruled. Those people won't let other people rule other people either. That's a pretty amazing thing. People that will stand in absolute defiance of every tyrant, whether they're big or small. This, this is societal, society changing. The fact that it's all coming together right now, the fact that I have been out here on this mountain doing um, some research, some work, some putting together experiences for veterans with post-traumatic stress, putting together a funding system for people to help those people with. Because those guys, those guys got skill sets and they've got some no-quit attitude. And when they get through the crap that was their life and they shed the corruption that got into their code, and then get down to that base layer protocol that we don't hurt people, we don't take their stuff. And by the way, we've built a trust mechanism in Bitcoin to interact with each other. Ooh, people. Hold on to your butts, as Samuel L. Jackson would say. You got something really, really amazing. <laughs> and, and a face call. No, we're not doing that. I love you, buddy. Um, one, one of my guys out here, but uh, we're <laughs> we're in the middle of this real quick. Uh, we're at, uh, let's see, 40 minutes. So let's go up to this next uh, piece as well. This is from ncbi.nlm. It is um, the National Library of Medicine National Center for Biotechnology Information. Psychedelics promote structural and functional neuroplasticity. Now, I'm not going to name names or anything, but uh, a lot of you guys that are close to me know that somebody extremely close to me has had a, um, let's just say, a, 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 a brain problem. I know that's real scientific and, uh, and everything, but um, when I was young, younger, I'd come back from the Marine Corps and somebody in my life 
was uh, suffering from very, very uh, acute short-term memory loss. Doctors didn't know how to uh, understand it. They, they threw pills at it like they did everything else. So uh, I went in after doing a lot of research back in the day when the internet was still fairly young and um, had a conversation with him and their doctor in person. And within, I think it was probably 24 to 48 hours, they were having brain surgery. And they were having brain surgery for this disease called normal pressure hydrocephalus. This is what started me kind of down this path of looking at a lot of things very differently, especially with health and doctors and, and all of that whole thing. So when I talk about this kind of stuff, and I've done a lot of research into how this can help people that are near and dear to me, it's something I would like to pass on to you guys because normal pressure hydrocephalus, NPH is what they call it. If you've got somebody in your life who's suffering from a disease where they have acute memory loss uh, in terms of short term and it's not Alzheimer's, check out NPH. You might be surprised if they're slow, if it if it makes them move slow, if they lose a lot of weight, uh, if they can't remember, you know, what they've said and they've said it five times in the past hour, you know, whether it's a question or a statement or whatever, kind of like they're stuck. This is something that I had to come to grips with, that I had to deal with. We had to, you know, find the answers for it and then um, have the doctors look into it. And sure as hell, you know, when you take in a, a real, I don't know, interest in your own health or those around you, the information's out there. It's amazing what you can find, uh, especially in this day and age. But also, there are corrections. You know, when they when they talk about Alzheimer's and they talk about normal pressure hydrocephalus and other acute memory loss type of diseases, what I never, ever, 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 ever hear about from doctors or mainstream or news or governments or any of that kind of stuff is the effect of things like psychedelics, psilocybin, cannabis, ayahuasca, DMT, LSD, you name it. All of these absolutely amazing compounds that you were designed to interact with. You have a psychedelic system, ladies and gents. You have an endocannabinoid system. You have these amazing systems that are receptive to the plant life on this planet. I know, amazing. But psychedelics promote structural and functional neural plasticity. What does that mean? Neuroplasticity is how well is your brain functioning, the synapses, the, the little electric pulses that push and build not only new skills, but memories, cognitive function, um, you name it. All of these things, prefrontal, prefrontal cortex. Psychedelics are promoting structural and functional neuroplasticity, which means that they have the ability to start repairing brain cells, to repair your brain, especially after things like Alzheimer's or during Alzheimer's or during normal pressure hydrocephalus, NPH, like all of these things. The summary, which if you guys have ever looked at uh, medical papers, the summaries are usually up front, bottom line up front kind of stuff. Uh, and, and bear with me while I read this, um, because obviously I'm not a doctor and I haven't read these things a million times, but I will tell you, I will get through it as, as try to, as painlessly as possible. You guys can have a good laugh at my expense. Atrophy of neurons in the prefrontal cortex 
PFC, which we'll refer to it as from here on. Prefrontal cortex plays a key role in the (laughs) pathophysiology of depression and related disorders. (gasps) Another scientific quote-unquote study. Trust the science. It plays a key role in the pathophysiology of depression and other related disorders. That's a pretty profound statement. That's That's their first sentence in the summary of structural and functional neuroplasticity and psychedelics promoting it. The ability to promote both structural and functional plasticity in the PFC has been hypothesized to underlie the fast-acting antidepressant properties of the disassociative anesthetic ketamine. Here, we report that, like ketamine, serotogenic psychedelics are capable of robustly increasing neurogenesis and or spinogenesis, both in vitro and in vivo, um, in life. Right, like this. This is this is hugely important. If psychedelics are capable of increasing neurogenesis and spinal genesis, what you're talking about is new formation within the brain after you've been born, after you have experienced trauma, after you you've had life events. Right, like this is critical to not only just people who have had these traumatic events. But they're they're critical to how we should be interfacing with these different types of substances on Earth that have been outlawed, and I mean like the worst kinds. Like if if you have a Schedule One drug and you're dealing or you're growing or you're doing any of these things, they want to throw you in prison. They want you to go to jail. They want you to rot in a cage especially the people that are trying to do this kind of stuff for maybe, I don't know, possibly family members. Back to the summary. These changes in neurostructural, I'm sorry, these changes in neuronal structure and accompanied by increased synapse number and function as measured by fluorescein microscopy and electrophysiology the structural changes induced by psychedelics appear to result from stimulation of what they say, you know, different parts of the brain, signaling pathways and could possibly explain the clinical effectiveness of these compounds. Our results underscore the therapeutic potential of psychedelics and important and importantly identify as several lead scaffolds for medicinal chemistry efforts focused on developing plasticity, promoting compounds as safe, effective, and fast-acting treatments for depression and related disorders. So it goes on through this article and talks about how a lot of the uh, pharmaceutical parts, pharmaceutical compounds that they treat, quote-unquote, depression with now could take weeks, if not months, if at all, and a lot of times they backfire which I think is actually purposeful. If you are treating disease and people go into remission for disease, those people are no longer paying customers. Here's the other thing is if you can grow 
your own psychedelics, if you know where they're coming from, if you know what you've put into this, I don't know, this, this transaction with nature, and you can supply yourself, your family, your community with this, you're a danger to the people who enslave people. You're in a, you're a danger to the banks. You're a danger to the government. You are a danger to the people that absolutely want to live off of you. It's no joke, guys. Like this is, I mean, and I'll have the links all in the show notes and all that kind of stuff. But the the fact that we're talking about and having seen released, no kidding, studies from places like John Hopkins and the National Library of Medicine, National Center for Bio uh, Biotechno- Biotechnological Information. We are living through absolutely amazing times. What am I at? Fifty minutes already. My gosh. As this stuff becomes more and more prevalent, we are going to see things like this article that I'm not going to get to, apparently. The HollywoodReporter.com. The Hollywood Reporter is putting out that they're, uh, I guess, that no longer flushed with cash, TV news enters belt-tightening error. As CNN, ABC News, and others grapple with an advertising downturn and lower linear viewership, the new mandate is to trim costs and find savings however they can while staffers weather the storm. I got news for you guys. When we talked about the broken incentive structure, we talked about the banking system that is falling apart, we talked about inflation that they can't stop, we talked about Bitcoin being one of the catalysts in all of this for pushing something um, that they don't have an answer to. They're not going to weather the storm. The storm is going to absolutely destroy these people. The fiat powerful, these people are going to get destroyed. The people that have been enslaving people through force and coercion, through fiat, through fiat power, this is going to destroy those people. We've talked about it in the past that podcasting has already outrun mainstream. There are more people listening to podcasts because mainstream is so bought and paid for and you know morally, ethically uh, bankrupt than anybody that you know you could possibly imagine. It's falling apart in front of our eyes. The advertisers are already feeling like, yeah, we don't really have the money for that. We're trying to save our own our own organization that was built on fiat. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, I don't know. You see it. You talk about it, and then when it finally comes to fruition, you're like, see, I told you. And I don't like being that, you know, that guy. Well, I guess maybe a little bit. Like, I like being able to give this audience a head start. I like being able to give you guys something that you can sink your teeth into. You can go and you can investigate yourself. You can go to the links. You can go to anything that you need to go to to see that this kind of stuff is actually happening and why it's happening. To give you guys a head start, coming down this path, you know, when we've been talking about homesteading for a long time, being anti-fragile for a long time, getting out of the banks for a long time, getting off, off the exchanges if you've got, you know, quote-unquote crypto on the exchanges, making sure that you have a food supply, sh- shelter, food, heat, all of these kind of things. How long have I been talking about this kind of stuff, ladies and gents? It's, I mean, I'm telling you, it's not get-rich-quick stuff. 
It's not me trying to be a fear monger. But at the same time, if we can address these kind of things and we can see them further out, what can we do? We can prepare. That's on you now. Like once you have the information, you're here and maybe you're not preparing. Uh, that's your problem. You should be preparing. Is this a, you should not have anxiety about preparing either. You should kind of like, hey, you do what you can do and you do it over time and you make moves and all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to show you guys that. Now, with, I guess, the little bit of time I have left, the last quote I wanted to share with you guys is a, a, a more fun quote about fear um, and where we're headed. I do not fear death. I had been dead for billions and billions of years before I was born and had not suffered the slightest inconvenience from it. That's Mark Twain, a little more colorful, a little more robust. Fear of death, right? Like when I think of characters who have made me laugh, who have made generations laugh, who have that understand how to laugh at, you know, our differences, our diversity, the dark humor, the understanding that none of us are getting out of this alive. Mark Twain is absolutely, you know, one of the greatest in, at, at the top. Um, but this fear, I hope you guys can find it in you to kill your fear. I hope you find a way to absolutely expire fear. I hope you find a way to live in your own oodle loop. I hope you can find those people in your community. And if you can't find them, maybe you need to become them. Maybe you need to take on this passion, this mission, this purposeful, purpose-driven life, in other words, this spirituality that is not quote-unquote religious. It has nothing to do with organized structural religion. And I would guarantee you, like I've sat in a lot of different churches, a lot. I've sat in everything from down here in the South, the Baptist. You guys are scary as fuck, by the way. <laughs> Try to save me twice, for God's sakes. The Methodists, the Lutheran, the Catholics, the uh, Protestants. I've sat in them all. I have, I have broken bread with God knows how many different faiths from around the world. And I can tell you, I don't think most of them have it all figured out. I don't. Because they're not talking psychedelics. They're not talking about a baseline communications protocol. They are not talking solutions. They're saying, trust, 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 trust us. This is the way our religion is right. Yeah. Take it from a guy that has never found a home in religion, that is more spiritual than he has ever been, with more purpose and more mission, that there is a better way. There is a, a way that absolutely destroys your fear. This is the way. This is the way. Kill your, kill your fear of death. Kill it. Absolutely destroy it. And while you're at it, find spirituality, find more purpose, find mission. That mission being enacting a communications protocol among human beings that requires peace and consent between all of us. We're on to something huge, ladies and gents.
we are absolutely in the very, very beginning stages of the the guests. Oh, and fun little announcement, Friday, 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 ladies and gents. It sounds to me like we have fiber that will be installed. I know a lot of you guys have been waiting. I know a lot of you guys look at this picture and go, man, where's he broadcasting from? The middle of nowhere. Absolutely the middle of nowhere. Elon has failed me with Starlink for uh, over two and a half years now, and it doesn't sound like I'm going to be getting it until at least the middle of 2023, which I know is not very far along. But the chance to get fiber, um, we are going to do something really, really amazing uh, in bringing in guests and having guests on in terms of sharing a lot of what I can't share with you because it eats up too much bandwidth. But uh, thank you guys all for being here. Thank you guys for everything you're doing out there. Thank you for your open minds. Thank you for the warm wishes. Thank you guys for the the push as I turn this page into doing something much bigger than politics, much bigger than screwing around with the government, much bigger than just, you know, currency, banks, government, corporations. Like, we are going to absolutely crush these people with kindness and destroy our fear while we're at it. So I think that's where we're going to wrap this Wednesday show. I hope you guys have an awesome night. See you guys back here. Manana. Until then, I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their steps.